What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. Well, hello, this is Rich Lalo with GBS. Today we have a very special episode of Smart Business Solutions as we are joined by one of our outstanding technology partners, Involta. Involta helps organizations plan, manage, and execute IT strategies using a broad range of services, including co-location, cloud computing, cybersecurity, fiber and network connectivity, and managed IT services. Joining us today from Involta is Dean Heiner, Enterprise Account Executive. Dean works with clients to develop effective IT strategies and specializes in cloud and hosting solutions for the healthcare industry. And most importantly, he has over 20 years of experience in technology sales and operations. And also joining us today is someone who has become a regular on our show. Uh, (laughs) Glad to welcome back Vince Ingalls. As we've discussed in past episodes, Vince has a great deal of expertise in both IT and healthcare. And he has built a strong partnership with Dean and Involta in recent years, and we're glad to have them here together. So on the show today, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Involta and GBS partnership and how we work together, the importance of protecting IT assets, infrastructure, and sensitive client data from viruses, threats, and attacks, and the advantages of using GBS and Involta for hosting and co-location services. So with that, I'd like to welcome you guys both. Appreciate you being here. Thanks Dean driving in from me. Youngstown. Yep. yep. Vince Thanks driving for having in from me. Youngstown. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Now, I just, uh, before we even get started, I just want to start off by saying Volta has been fantastic. I know you mentioned the partnership. Mm-hmm. We've uh, been working with them for a number of years, but really the partnership over the last couple of years have really flourished. I've been working with Dean and his team and his technical team. We've uh, made a few changes of, of things that has really impacted in a positive way all of our clients that we've put into their infrastructure and even outside of the the hosting and everything that we've done but getting their backing with some of the support 24 7 support and things like that which we'll talk about a little bit later but mm-hmm. the whole partnership's been phenomenal so really happy that uh, we we're able to bring in volta here today to talk awesome same here same here so yeah so dean if you would kind of jump in tell us a little bit about volta a little bit about yourself and your background Absolutely. Well, Vince did a pretty good job of talking about my background, so we'll just jump right into (laughs) Involta. I guess we know each other too well. Involta, what we do is we build, own, and operate enterprise-class multi-tenant data centers across the country. We actually have facilities in Arizona, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Hmm. We have 14 data centers across the country. At Involta, we really value high-value partnerships like we have with GBS. We work with clients to create innovative and cost-effective solutions, and that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years with uh, Vince and myself. At Involta, we have 250 team members that have the experience and expertise to help customers put together the optimum solution for whatever business situation that they have. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to jump right in, right into the deep water. What would you guys say is the number one challenge for a company today in trying to protect their data? You know, this one's uh, pretty simple. It's there's so many endpoints and so many platforms that the data resides on out there. Clients really need to have an overall big picture strategy for all that data and the endpoints and the platforms that that data may touch. If you think about every place that the data touches, it's phones, desktops, 
USB drives, physical servers, cloud servers, network equipment, long-term storage devices. Mm. When you look at all those places, it's not just a SAN or a device where that data is residing. It's everywhere now out there in today's environment. And I think in addition to that, not not only is it everywhere, the data is expanding. It's growing. Mm. More and more data is being collected every single day to the point where you know, you being on your cell phone, my cell phone more than likely is probably recording me right now, but in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> but that thing uh, off, man. Right. But uh, even, you know, we had a previous podcast where we had talked about healthcare and collecting mm-hmm. more data for the better of the, you know, the good of the patients, right? So we're collecting more information about you as a patient so that way that the providers can care for you better. But right. there's more and more data being collected, more discrete information that's protected information that's private information. Right. So the bigger that that gets, the more that people are going to try to go after it too. So it's not just that it's spread out on different devices, but there's just so much more data. So this is not going to be the end of it. It's going to continue to expand. It's going to continue to grow from a threat perspective as well as a data perspective. Wow, that's a great point. Data is not going away. It's only going to get bigger. So what, what additional challenges do you guys see coming down the road here as far as data security goes? Well, I think the challenge that's going to continue to be out there is people in process. So you think about the equipment, but it's really the people in process. Your people really need to buy into the processes that you've put into place to be able to secure your data. Most data breaches actually start with a person that's on staff where a process was not defined well enough. Or if it was defined well enough, they didn't follow it. And that's where we see the data breaches, phishing emails, those types of things that come into play Mm -hmm. where it's somebody that clicked on something that they shouldn't have clicked on. And you have to have your processes defined and then the people need to follow them. That's going to continue on no matter what technology we put in place. Right, right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They're, I mean, wholeheartedly agree with that. It starts with that person that's in front of the desk opening up the emails or doing whatever they're doing. But... Additionally, I think that uh, between GBS and Involta, right now, as we speak, and we have been for, for months now, we're continuing to develop new solutions and new ways to implement the people's databases and all of their user security and everything else to where we're trying to protect that. So even we're getting it to the point now where even if somebody does open up that phishing email, their data is still being protected, at least all the patient information, if it's a healthcare facility or the banking information, right, if it's, if it's a bank. But we are getting now to that point where we're protecting it and just keeping it segregated away mm. from those people that are actually the biggest part, the biggest threat inside of any organization. So you're protecting companies against themselves, essentially. That's correct. Uh, yeah. So how how can a company, I guess, uh, ensure that you know that they don't fall prey to to something like this? What what can they do? I, I think the biggest thing that they need to do in today's environment is to engage the right partners. It used to be that you could have a general IT manager for your company, and he could basically run the IT department yeah. for your company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today, you need specialization. Mm-hmm. You need specialization on the OS, on the network, virtualization, storage, and most importantly, you need an expert in security, and they're really hard to find out there right now. So if you find the right person or company to partner with, they can guide you down that path. That's great. Great, great advice. So kind of piggybacking on that, what are, I guess, what are some of the misconceptions that are out there regarding data security and data protection? 
What do you guys see? People think their data is secure, but it's really not. What are some of the misconceptions? Uh, I have really like three big ones that come to mind um, that I hear out there in the field all the time. The first one is if you keep your everything in-house, your data will be safe, right? Mm. <laughs> so if I keep it there and I don't put it into this quote-unquote cloud, then I can control it and it'll be safe. The other one is the cloud is not secure, and we hear that all the time. Mm. And the last one is I have a backup, so I have a DR, business continuity plan. Those three statements are completely false, right? It's never more secure to have your data in-house as it is to have it in a secure data center. The amount of money and resources that we put to keeping that data secure across all of our data centers mm -hmm. compared to what you can spend at your own office location right. is, it, it's just, there's no comparison. Right. And I, just to throw out there, also at a data center, they're going through SOC, SOC 2, all these requirements. They're doing HIPAA compliancy. They're doing, uh, they're going through right now the high-tech compliancy. Again, I mentioned that in a previous uh, podcast. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they're having to go through all these different layers and levels of security. And they're also having people perform what's called IDS, right? Uh, intrusion prevention and intrusion detection on, on their buildings. So they ha actually have people trying to hack in to make sure that they can't get to that data. Any right. Most organizations you go out there and talk to, nobody's doing all these crazy layers of security and protecting that. So, you know, when Dean talks about, it, you know, people think it's more secure inside of their own building inside of their own, than a data center, that's, as he said, it's completely false. Yeah. Just think about all those measures and prevention that they're taking because that is their business. That is what Involta does. Right. As they host data, right. they protect data, and they, they get the, the infrastructure running. That is their sole focus. Right. That's fantastic. So, uh, Dean, and if you would speak on uh, how much time does a, a typical company spend, would you say, to in, ensure that their data is secure? And, and, you know, how much time and money do they, do they invest in something like that? Just a typical client that you would say. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question because there really is no typical company. Mm. Uh, each company is a little bit different in what vertical that they're in, how big they are, how secure their data needs to be. We know that finance, healthcare have to be secure. There are, there are things that they have to follow out there that makes them need to be more secure than somebody else. Mm -hmm. So there really mm -hmm. isn't a, uh, a set amount that a certain company spends. A number that you can use is about 3% of total revenue should be spent on security really? overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you think 3% isn't that so, big. But so let me ask wow. you, you're saying 3% on security or infrastructure? Just the security piece of it, not just on the infrastructure. Okay. Yeah. So security meaning what, firewall, software, uh, that type of that type of thing. Yeah, that's just okay. part of that, right? Yeah, those those don't add up to your three percent, right? right? So, but watching that and having the people to keep that secure, putting the processes in place mm. um, in your budget, you need about three percent, and that's just a general number. That number could be up or down, but that's yeah. just one that's out there in the industry. And that would be if a company was going to do it in-house by themselves? In-house or using another company to do it. Okay. Either or way. Partner. Yep. Yeah. yeah. About 3%. Way, I'm going to, I'd like to throw a, a, 
something out there that actually just recently happened to somebody I know. It's a client of ours that we have on a, on a software application level, and mm-hmm. we do also provide them some IT services for support. It's going to take a quick minute, but I'm going to run through because part of this question says how much time or money may yeah. they have to spend right, right to resolve a data breach. Well, sometimes with a data breach, there could be, and we've talked about this before again too, but ransomware, um, yeah. right? So if there's a ransomware attack. Now, not necessarily is ransomware a data breach, but it could be. Depends mm-hmm. on what type of ransomware it is. We had a client um, recently who was using somebody else to back up their data. And we talk about cloud and cloud being great, but cloud's great if you do it right. So they were backing up all their data to the cloud, but they didn't have a good local backup. So they actually got hit with a ransomware attack. And when we called that company to say, can you give us that rest- restoration of all that data so we could bring it, you know, restore all their servers and get them all back right. up? And there wasn't a local uh, backup. So mm-hmm. we actually had to download all of their data from the cloud, which was just using the Internet, the Internet connection. You're, you're you know, yeah. only going to restore as quickly as your Internet's going to let you. Um, but downloading all that data to the point where their database server alone, which was a pretty hefty server, it took almost two weeks just to get the database server up and running. Wow. That's not counting all their other servers. By the time it was all said and done, it took them almost a month and a half. So that you almost can't measure because not only are you seeing less patients and you're having to turn patients away, sure. but now you're also having to re-enter in data that you did not enter in for a month and a half. So people don't think about you know how much revenue you're going to lose there. They think about, right. okay, we can't see X amount of patients. No, you've got to pay your employees over time to enter in data again. absolutely. You also may lose patience over this because now this is announced in the newspapers or wherever else, right? right? There's a police blog where somebody got hit with this attack because you have to call it in. Now you're going to lose patience. So that's ongoing revenue that you're going to lose over time, over years. Yep. And that's unmeasurable. I agree. So let me ask you, uh, the difference between a data breach and a data hack there's a difference, correct? I would say, I don't know if there's a real true term for hack. I, okay. I, I go with a data breach or a data attack, maybe. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, you could... So with like a ransomware we just talked about, it's encrypting your data, but it's not necessarily saying that we're going to pull that data out and use it for... So if I'm the whoever is trying to get, get you know, sending out that ransom attack to you. So yeah. you're the company. You're trying to break in the And I'm trying servers. to break in and get, yeah. get you ransom, right? Okay. I'm trying to get your money. I don't care about your data. Pay me X amount of dollars. You keep your data, but I'm going to block it to where or encrypt it to where you can't read it. Okay. So that's me trying to get and do that. Now, a breach is where somebody is actually trying to get your data. So if you're at a medical facility and I want all your records, Mm -hmm. I want, you know. Patient records, payment, all that stuff. Payment information, everything. Then I could actually go and sell that on a black market. That's that that's a breach. That's that, a breach. That's okay. a breach. Yep. So you could have you could essentially have a an attack without a breach. And, and the thing right. is, is that the attacks threaten that they have your data now and can do a breach, right? Correct. So one kind of right. leads into they, the other. Sometimes one. they do. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. And and if you were attacked, is there a way to know if your data has been breached? Like how would so, uh, if you if I know I'm going down a rabbit trail you, here, you are. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. That's but okay. I, I, we're this, good. Yeah, I think it's so. Depending on that that the that threat, we're just going because they're all a threat, right? Mm-hmm. So, depending on that threat, if you have the right partner, they'll actually go in and see what that threat was. They'll do all the research. Okay. They'll see what's been affected. They'll see how that threat was written. So. It's an application of some kind. It's a program of some kind that somebody wrote. So they will go through and see how that program is written to see, did they download this or that? 
So, and then as long as you go through all of that and you list it all out and then, you know, if it's to your client, you should actually have this. What was the issue? What did they get? What was the resolution? What was the time? You know, and have all this stuff documented um, to where then you can actually give that to the police department or to the FBI. If it's big enough, Mm -hmm. the FBI will get involved if it's a big enough breach. So, okay. Yep. I want to give you one more, one more example too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's helpful to understand how these things happen. Yeah. So we had a customer who was co-located with us. We weren't managing this customer, um, but their infrastructure was in one of our data centers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, They had hundreds of servers that they have and have running. Well, they did an acquisition with another company. They brought that company onto their network they found that there were two servers that weren't patched by the time that they found this out because they were bringing them over to to their company. By the time they found this out, they had already had a ransomware attack that affected all of their servers. So there's two that weren't patched. It went through all their servers. The cost of that one, four weeks of time before they got back up and a million dollars. So the one thing that we actually make sure that we tell customers is that you you take a review of your insurance that covers IT and cybersecurity. Because if you get into one of those situations and it's going to cost you a million dollars, that could put companies out of business. If you sure. have Absolutely. IT insurance and cybersecurity insurance, it's going to cover that piece of it. Excellent. Thank you for those. So how about a quick success story, Vince? Just something that, so those were, you guys just gave two great examples of why, why companies need to, ha- sure. to have their data secure. How about a, a success story from you guys working together? Honestly, so far, every client that we've put into Involta's cloud has been a success story. But I would tell you maybe one to, to use that's a little bit unique is uh, one of our early clients that we put into their cloud. And that's um, it's an organization actually in Ohio. Got about 75 providers. And what we did is we uh, put our next, we have next gen is what we resell mm-hmm. um, to, to this client, but, and support. But anyways, we put that into Envolta's infrastructure. There's about, oh gosh, I think there's about 350 use, end users or something like that. So we did a lot of testing over the weeks and everything else and everything was great. Everything was firing good. The performance was amazing. And come the day of go live, right? So I think it was like November 1st or something like that. I'm like, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to sit there. We're going to watch this. This is going to be great, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I go down there on the day of go live, and actually we send our whole entire team. Um, our, some of our folks from our operations team are down there. we got a technical person down there. And uh, we're sitting in the, the war room, we called it. Mm-hmm. And 8 o'clock runs, and you know they're, they're starting to see patients at 7, get nothing. 8.30, nothing. Great. No, no calls whatsoever. All of a sudden, it was like 9 o'clock, 9.15, the phone starts lighting up like you wouldn't believe. It was like the bat phone going off oh, constantly, no. <laughs> right? But anyways, so what started happening was there were some performance issues. People were getting locked out of the system, and we didn't know what was going on. But uh, we reached out to Involta between the two teams. We figured out, uh, you know, we went through and had to dig through some stuff. So, you know, yeah, again, being yeah. transparent, we did have some problems, but... We got through that in a matter of a few hours and got their system stabilized and then found out, you know, uh, another week or so down the road, there was something else that we had to tweak and modify. But over time, we've continued to tweak and modify and add and expand and improve on all of our settings and everything that we've done for them and every single client moving forward to now. Everything that we learned 
from our beginning with Involta because they are phenomenal when it comes to infrastructure and networking and mm. all the hybrid solutions, the high availability solutions and the storage. They're great. And then we also bring a lot of the technical knowledge as well, but a lot of the application and right. SQL and settings. And we've been right. working with NextGen since uh, 19, I'm sorry, 2002. Mm. But Anyways, so now we've we've taken that, and it's not just next ten clients. We've expanded that out, out to anything, any right. EHR. We actually have another client that has two EHRs that we've moved into the Involta data center. Okay. We've got credit right. unions that are in there with a completely different software. We've got our own systems in, in Volta now, right? We trust them. But uh, awesome. kind of the end point to that, though, is, is all of our clients that has moved into that infrastructure now, it goes without a beat. I mean, everything is phenomenal. The speed's mm. perfect. Everything is tested right. We've got all of our settings from everything we've learned over the time and to the point where I'm, and I, I don't have wood to knock on, but <laughs> our last, like, eight implementations has been perfect. Wow. So it's, That's fantastic. And I, it's hard for anybody, moving anybody to the cloud to actually say that. Yeah. But I could put clients on the phone right now and actually come in and vouch for that. Mm. It's. I never hear that. Everybody I talk to that says moving to the cloud, they're like, oh, well, we did that at our last business, and we had this issue and that issue, and, and then I'll start working through them and say, no, this is this is what you got to do to fix it. And, you know, that's mm. the right thing to do. But so I don't know. It's just it's amazing that we've had such good success with moving everybody to the Envolta infrastructure, and I know it took a while, but I had, had no, to get through that. So. That's exactly what kind of story we want to share. Thank you. That's great. So that concludes part one of our data security episode featuring Vince Ingalls and Dean Heiner of Involta. We hope you've enjoyed this discussion so far and ask that you please join us again next time as we dig deeper into the cloud and its variations, the security measures Involta takes to protect their data centers, and what happens to a customer's data when there is a power outage. We'll find out next time. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.